0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, thanks for joining us for the weekly leader training for the Gospel Project for Students. I'm John Paul Basham, the Manager of Student Publishing, and today we're discussing Unit 26, Session 5, Jesus is Crucified. As the title states, we're looking at one of the most foundational elements of the gospel itself, Jesus' death on the cross. This is the pinnacle of the Bible's story, and the center point along with the resurrection of all of history. Everything Jesus did was leading up to this moment, and everything that happens in the Bible centers on it. So that's what we're focusing on as we see Jesus mocked rejected and forsaken as he was condemned to die on a cross. So as much as I'd like to point to one thing as the most important takeaway from the session, I think you can see that it's all important. Everything that you're looking at in this session matters. Having said that, Something that may come up as you study the passage, especially among the more theologically learned students in your group, is the question of what happened in Jesus' death or the atonement. Now, there are a lot of bad books, blogs, and podcasts out there that'll take the atonement and reduce it down to a sort of caricature based on one of its aspects, specifically its substitutionary aspect, declaring it an act of divine child abuse or a cosmic injustice. But this is, in theological terms, hui. The atonement itself is multifaceted and not something that can be reduced down to one element. That's why when you look at the essential doctrine for this session, you'll see that it's called aspects of the atonement because there are multiple aspects to it. There's the substitutionary component that Jesus died in our place on our behalf, which I think is fair to say is the core of the core of the atonement itself. But in the atonement, God demonstrates his love for sinners. The atonement shows us how seriously God takes sin. It satisfies every requirement for God to be able to forgive the failures of humanity, and it puts Christ's victory over sin, Satan, and death on display. You might be wondering why I shared all this just now, especially when it's all wrapped up in one point of the session, and the reason is that you need to help your group see the beauty of the atonement in all of its facets. All of them are important, and all of them add to the gloriousness of the gospel itself, which leads me right into the encouragement for you, the leader. It can be tempting sometimes, to walk into a lesson like this and think, oh, I'm telling them something that they already know. What can I draw out of this that's new, really? You know, this is maybe just a, a throwaway lesson. Let me encourage you not to approach it that way. Even if you know that every one of your students are believers and understand the gospel something they may not realize is the ongoing power of the gospel in their lives they're probably not in a place where they're speaking that gospel over themselves on a daily basis and leaning into the truth of that gospel to inform the way that they live the way that they make decisions so spend some time yourself thinking about the power of the gospel What is the gospel doing in your life? How is the gospel leading you in your life? What has been the effect of the gospel on the way that you lead, on the way that you interact with the people around you, with your family, with your coworkers, um, whatever your situation is? And come to a place before you teach this session of thanksgiving for this gospel message and the gospel power that's in your life. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Students. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.